Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors podcast. Based out of Southern California, we talk hunting, tips and tactics, the outdoors, and everything in between to help our fellow hunters find success. Brought to you by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. Supported by SCHoutdoors.com, the largest Southern California hunting forum. Sponsored by Archery Geeks Custom Strings. Use promo code RIDGE15 to save 15% off your order. Look here, boys. I'll tell you something right now. <laughs> I'm fixing to throw down a podcast here in Utah. We're actually in Utah right now. Uh, I got a few drinks in me. My buddy Matt, legendary, got my ass whipped by a fucking moose. Methylene is with me right now. <laughs> he got this, this is the guy that I've talked about numerous times on the podcast and how, you know, he's a guy. He's a good buddy of mine. We basically started our hunting careers together. I think duck I would, hunting, duck Water, hunting. waterfowl hunting. I, well, technically, me and you shot our first deer together in San Diego, you know, combined effort. And then we went to Idaho, shot a couple nice four by fours out of there. Yep. Uh, and then me and you cut our teeth on fucking duck hunting, dude. Yeah, and, and that's where we started. And you progressed in hunting and became a guide through some family friends and word of mouth. And you know, you made a a, a livelihood out of it. And I stayed the. I had to get out of Southern California, man. Yeah. You know, I uh, I ventured into Utah and and saw the country out here and saw the opportunity out here. And it was was more my lifestyle. And, you know, born and raised in San Diego and uh, California and whatnot. And and growing up pig hunting and started doing a little bit of waterfowl hunting with my pops growing up. And then you and I, we started, we got dogs and we we were, we were, Chasing it up out in Worcester yeah. and San Jacinto and oh yeah, man, it's crazy, <laughs> man. There's a huge following for San Jacinto and uh, Worcester. Real quick, guys, if you guys are paying attention, you guys hear like a rumble in the back. We're actually in Matt's trailer. We're we're at deer camp right now. I when you guys hear this, if you're part of schoutdoors.com, the hunting form, you probably will know that it it's already been done and I fulfilled my tag on a on a decent four by four. It went down and it was super cool, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I've just been super. Let's, let's talk about it now. Well, I want listen, listen, man. I, my <laughs> listeners know about you, okay? The followers they know about you. They know about how you got your ass whipped by a moose. And no, when I tell people you got smoked by a moose, they they don't like believe me that you got your ass kicked by a moose. And it's a true story. Like you did get whipped. I, I, I got lucky. You almost I, died. I got lucky. And this was in your housing community. Yeah, I. When I moved out to Utah, I bought a, bought a little A-frame cabin about around 8,000 feet and, you know, start, started living there. My dog and I, a little black lab. and uh, Sweet baby Gage. He's not really. He'd be a couch dog now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd be a couch dog. But, he, yeah, him, him and I, we moved up to this little cabin when we moved out here, and that's what we could afford, and that's what worked out for us, and – and it worked out good, and but uh, ah, the fuck, fucking moose, huh? Well, this, this is how it all started. Okay, I came up here two years ago to come turkey hunt with you, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to punch a turkey tag. Right, like it just didn't happen. I was only up here for a handful of days, and we hunted hard. We just couldn't happen. Meanwhile, we were standing there trying to get some gobblers to come in, and here come this moose that come up the trail. And me and you, and I remember freezing with the gun pointed straight at its face, saying, "I'm gonna shoot this own bitch." Cause it got so close. Yeah, it was a it, 
dude, it was a cow and it came right up to us and, and it ended up beelining right next to us. And when it had passed, I had asked you, what would you have done if that thing came out? Like right in front, you said word for word, you said, I probably would have touched it. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? This thing's a fucking horse. Dude, and it's big, big, so big, big animals, man. Big, and uh, you know, that being said, I've had a couple encounters with them. I, I had an encounter with them a couple years ago on a on a trail up kind of top of Park City in the in the ski slopes, and fucking moose were laying in the middle of the trail, and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna go any closer to this thing. Yeah, I don't think I would have either. Yeah. And so I so I backed out and and whatnot and you know and then you and I had that encounter we were we were above a golf course hunting you know some state land yeah and that moose came running up the trail I remember that day you know and, and I was scared I was like dude we're, we're gonna get smoked <laughs> and I'm looking at you going like you live here you know what this is all about and and for whatever reason you you thought it was funny or I, something. I, I really don't know. Obviously, I, I wasn't respecting the animal enough because the the current incident that happened, what, a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I, obviously, I, I didn't know him from fucking San Diego. I deal with yeah. lizards and yeah. shit. Loose pit bulls running around <laughs> yeah. town where you spray them with a hose, they go away, you know? Like, I, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen them, but... So I, I moved up to the, I bought this little A-frame cabin. I was living up there, and I would see the moose around, you know, driving around in the wintertime and whatnot. I'd see, see them around and hanging out in my little cabin up in the woods. I didn't have very many neighbors. I had one other guy that's, like, probably a half a mile away yeah, down the road. And never had any issues with the moose, and I was – Dating this girl, she she was actually from Southern California as well, and she came up. We were hanging out for the weekend and whatnot, and we were going for a walk. There was a, a, a loop that I like to do, you know, probably a mile, mile and a half that was around my cabin area, and I would take my dog, and I would do the loop all the time. So her and I, we, we were out walking, and she, she kept – She's already been there for two or three days prior, and she kept saying, you know, I, I love the wildlife. I love the animals. You know, I'd love to see a moose. And I was telling her a story about probably a year prior to this that my parents were here and they were visiting, and there was a moose that, that came up on my back porch of my of my cabin, and my mom was in the living room watching the news in the morning, and she looked out the window, and there was a moose that's, Head sitting there staring at her right right outside the window yeah. of the cabin. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, because <laughs> you lived in the wilderness, dude. You lived <clears throat> up in Timber Lakes, dude. It's like it's a housing community in the woods. Yeah, it's a, it's way up there. Cool place, but so her and I we're we're walking and and I spot this spot this moose off off in the pines behind this cabin that I've walked by many 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 times. It's probably. I don't know, 200 yards off the road. And I'm sitting there, I was, you, you want to see a moose? And she comes over, and, and I see, look look right there. And she's like, oh, I can, I can kind of see it. I, I can't really see it. <clears throat> All right, let's go, let's, let's go down this little driveway, right. and we'll, we'll, we'll stand right on the corner of the house, and we, we look behind the house. We'll still be 100, 125 yards away from it. Right. And we'll, we'll just peek behind. 
So we go down the driveway, and, and the moose is in this little pine patch behind the house and, you know, way in the backyard. It's not, not even a backyard, but just wilderness. And uh, as we start, and I got my, my dog, my black my black lab, probably, I don't know, 9, 10 years old. Yeah. Whatever, whatever he is. I don't know how old he is. Yeah, he's old. Poor feller. I don't even know how old he is. Oh, that's <laughs> it is what it is. He's your dog. That's it. Not mine. Good dog. Good dog. Um. We walked down there, and lo and behold, you know, it was a it was a mama moose, and the baby was at the bottom of the driveway of the house. Calf, dude. A calf was laying in the bushes. Didn't see it. Obviously, I didn't see it. My dog saw it before I did, before my girlfriend did. Dog went to go go sniff it and lick it and say Kiss hello. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. you know, go 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 give it some loving. Yeah. Just a little bit bigger than him. Yeah. He, he went to go investigate, and uh, Mama Moose, who's 100 yards away, 125, 150 mm. yards away, you know, looks over and, and sees dog. Yeah. And then sees two humans. Yep. Um, Mama starts coming. I, I I look at my girlfriend, hey, Julia, did, start fucking running. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get attacked by a moose. <laughs> start fucking running. Oh, dude. Like, and you know in her head, she didn't even understand what was, tra- like, transitioning right now. Like, no. It was, she had no idea that she was going to watch you get fucked up. Like, bottom Na- line. Na- naive on my part, you know, I should have, I, I, I should have had my shit together more and, and well, you know, been looking out more. But, yeah, it fucking happened. And, you know, she was pretty smart. She She ran to the deck. And and hid behind one of the pillars underneath the deck right. of the house of the the log. It was a log cabin house, and she went and hid underneath there. And I I was my dog's name is Gage. You know, screaming Gage, 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 Gage. You know, and and started running back up the driveway of this house onto the main road, and then started running up the main road. <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm running as fast as I can. The dog. Dog's right behind me. And <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, bro. It's just so funny, dude. I just, I just <laughs> it, was, it was fucked up, dude. <laughs> dude, we're fucking running. We're hauling ass up this road. We're running out of breath. Like, you, you, you can't run. Like, no. Like, running in, in California sea elevation and running at 8,000 feet. Big fucking difference. Big difference. Yeah, like I, I, I could run, whatever, two, three, four, five miles uh, at yeah. sea elevation, you know, relatively easily. Yeah. You know, running that up here, not, not no. gonna fucking happen. No, you suck wind left and right, dude. And uh, so we started taking off running, and I look behind my dogs behind me, and here comes fucking moose. Moose is behind us. We're fucking running, 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 running. I look behind. And moose is gaining. Moose is gaining. Dog, dogs slacking. Dogs slacking. I'm like fuck. Yeah, I'm running. It's not funny, dude. It's fucking funny, bro. I know it's bad, but dude, it is hilarious, man. I look. Oh fuck. I I, I look behind and and Moose is on the dog, and. It's a mama moose, and and she jumps up and she starts stomping, stomping the dog, and the you know the dog's trying to scramble out of it. And was he like, yelping? He w- he wasn't yelping yet, but he was he was trying to move. And I was like, "Fuck!" I have to, I was looking for tree, 
my dumb ass. I should have had a pistol with me. You know, you I should have. Yeah, I should have had a sidearm with me. And I was just so comfortable walking walking around the area, you know. You it was just a, a little loop around my house. I would do it multiple times a day what? sometimes. Complacent. Yeah. It is what it is. You didn't respect the wildlife in your neighborhood. It is what it is. I re- Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And uh, So I'm looking around. I'm trying to find fucking tree branches or rocks. What, what it, I ended up picking, you know, baseball, softball-sized rocks, whatever, something that I could grasp in my hands. And I started chucking him at her face, you know, trying to hit her in the face and right. as hard as I could with these fucking rocks. And and it worked. It got her attention, and she came over, and she started fucking attacking me like a goddamn horse <laughs> so, and, and left the fucking dog alone. <laughs> She's ju- jumping up on her fucking back legs like a horse and fucking trying to uh, swing her front arms at me, Dude. stomping on me and... and I'm surprised I didn't get more fucked up, to be honest. Well, yeah, me too. Because you got your ass. So you, you found the moose with your chick. This is You found the moose with your chick. Oh, let's go check it out. Gage runs up because he sees ran, the baby. Ran a quarter mile, ran out of gas, right. fucking moose, moose attacked, went back and forth between me and the dog. The fucking moose, moose attacks the dog. I'm throwing rocks at the moose. Moose moose attacks me, jumps up. You know, I got sweatpants on and a t-shirt, and yeah, I, I don't know. I think I have some fucking Nikes on. You know, tennis shoes, <laughs> athletic shoes. <and> yeah, <laughs> we we go back and forth. The dog's you know trying to bite it and growl at it and shit so, when it's attacking me. We did that like three times, back and forth between me and the dog, and then finally the dog's like, "Fuck you!" When <laughs> when the moose is attacking me, jumping and stomping on my ass. <laughs> It, it kind of half-assed knocked me out one time, <laughs> but the the dog's finally like "fuck you" and fucking takes off down the road, you know, yeah. head, heading back home, the the way it knows back home, and I'm like, oh fuck. So I finally scramble scramble out, get away from the moose. I dust all the dust off. I'm scram, my, my sweatpants are all fucking torn. Yeah. My, you know, I'm bleeding. I'm all dizzy and shit. I get up. And and I finally get away from the moose, get into the thick shit, and gather my bearings and whatnot. And and I start going going back down the road, and uh, towards the direction I knew my dog took off on, which was one of two ways home. It was it was a big old square loop. Right. And uh, here comes a motherfucking moose coming down, <laughs> com- coming down the road at me. I'm like this. This fucking bitch. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, dude, it's insane to me. And I, I don't mean to laugh, but I, 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 I was at the point I, I couldn't fight anymore. Yeah. I couldn't fight anymore. I couldn't fight the fucking moose anymore. I was like, I have to get help. And there's only one neighbor in the area, and it happened to be pretty much right in front of his house. This whole incident took him. I mean, right. if he was looking out his window, he probably could have saw the whole thing. Yeah. But he probably wasn't. He's up on the hill, you know, a couple, four or 500 yards in. Yeah. Off the road. And uh, and I start going up his driveway, and I get behind, and the moose is coming up, and I, like, juke the moose out, go behind this, this little tool shed, and I'm, like, crouched down behind this little tool shed, hiding from the fucking moose. Dude. <laughs> Moose and she goes back down to the road and she's she's running back and forth on the road. Looking for you. Yeah. I fucking yeah, yes. hunting my ass. Yeah, she's looking like the, for you. The, the hunter became the huntee. Yeah. 
Serious. She did not like you. No. She was not happy. No. You don't, you don't fuck with her baby, man. No, dude. Don't no, no. fuck with her baby. No. But uh, finally, she, she came up off the road, and she tried to, like, I think she probably smelt me, and she came up, tried to, like, circle me, get downwind, oh, and dude. smell it. And when she got into the, basically an aspen grove is where I lived. And when, when she got off the road into the aspens and into the thick shit, and I was behind this little tool shed, I fucking kind of, you know, she behind the trees, and I took off and hauled ass. Yeah. Yeah. Made it home safe. Made it home. No girlfriend, no dog at home. Fucking yeah. scared shitless. Did you get in your truck and circle around to find them, or what? Like, how'd you end up meeting every? Uh, I had my little side by side in my in my driveway, and I went to go jump in that as soon as I got home. As soon as I walked home, it was you know good three quarters of a mile mile home. You're probably stressing the whole way. Yeah, I'm fucking just you know yeah. fucking hauling ass and shits going through my mind, and I get home and I get down my driveway and I got oh, to go find the girlfriend. Got to go find the dog. You know. Yeah. I think I'm okay. No, nothing's broken. You know, I'm right. bleeding a little bit, little scratches here and there. My yeah. my head's a little fuzzy, but, you know, I'm, I'm fine for the yeah. most part. And uh, tore my fucking sweatpants. Kind of pissed me off. I yeah. really like those sweatpants. Me- meanwhile, <laughs> you're pissed about your sweatpants, but the dog got stomped. You got stomped a handful of times and think it crushed your head. I get in the side-by-side, and I start hauling ass up my driveway to get out onto the main road, and, and <clears throat> here comes the girlfriend. She she came a different way and made it back down. She comes in. She's okay. She's all, you know, all shaken up and stuff. And I was like, well, fuck it. You know, here you'll find my dog. I, I don't know where my dog is. Like, you're, you're okay. I'm I'm okay. We seem okay. You right. know, I know we're, we're shaken up, but we're, we're physically right. okay. Right. And uh, I was like, here you'll find my fucking dog. And so we jump in the side by side and we start going up the driveway. And here comes the dog running out behind behind the house. It seriously happened like this in like ten minute intervals. Yeah, yeah. Like girlfriend, dog. And I was like, well, this worked out great. I didn't, yeah. have to go, I didn't have to go anywhere. Everybody made it back home. Yeah, everybody, everybody's smart today. Good <laughs> job, guys. Everyone figured it out, man. <laughs> it, it's just insane to me to think that you know, in that neighborhood. I've been in that neighborhood twice, right? And every time I go in there, there's moose in there. There's never not been a moose in there any time I've ever been there. So. I mean, the first time I was coming out of Utah, out of out of that deer hunt, I went. You went with me on that. We came into your house, stayed the night, took showers after ten days in the woods. And first thing me and you see when we drive in your big old moose, yeah. and, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I see him all the time." You clearly had no respect for him then because you're like, "Yeah, I see him all the time. No big deal." I respect him. I just didn't. I didn't. You didn't <sighs> listen. I didn't either. All I know is that that was the first time I'd seen him. Should probably be more cautious of him. There you go. That's probably it. And I'd always been cautious, and that's why I was going to shoot that one with that turkey <laughs> load right in the face because it got so close to us. And I, I just was like, you didn't have a care in the world about it. You're like, oh, dude, that's just a- – I mean, obviously, it was super cool. Like, to see the moose come yeah. that close, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, me being- I just I just figured it would, it would spook off like everything else. Like a deer catch a wind and gone. Deer, but- elk, everything else. I, I get it, but those things, I mean, they're huge. And the fact that you got stomped by a moose and didn't die, you live from it, and you don't even you don't even talk about it. Like you've told me, and I've told the podcast a handful of times. Like, yeah, my buddy Matt, got a dumbass. He got in a fight with a fucking moose. Well, I don't. I just say he got his ass stomped by a moose. 
You know, the, the, the moose stomped Gage. He tried to save his dog, and the moose came back, whipped his ass, went back to Gage, whipped back to you. Like, Fuck. a handful of times. It just kind of went back and forth a handful of times, you know? And it, there was one time I thought I thought he had the dog, man. The dog was on his back, and the dog started squealing, and I ran up and, and threw the rocks at, at her as hard as I could. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what else to do. What are you going to do? I was just picking picking up whatever I could that was on the ground and, and chucking at her, trying to divert yeah. her attention from mm-hmm. from the dog to to myself. You should have been carrying around a big old raging bull on you, man, and put one of them four fifty fours right inside of her head. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know that's what you should. And then I remember when you told me about, it, I said, "Did you grab a gun and go shoot that thing?" And you went, "No." I first thing I would have done when you said you ran into some gal that was walking her dog too, like right after it. Right after, yeah, she was. She's like, yeah, I had to run in with a moose, you know, a couple of days ago. I'm like, you, huh? You don't seem as worked up as I do. I'm, I'm bleeding. You, you, yeah, you're, you're in your Patagonia. You seem fine. Yeah, she had not a care in the world. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, the the crazy thing about it, it, my girlfriend, she was flying home back to San Diego that day, and. I took her to the airport and I stopped in town, stopped at the grocery store, grabbed a few, grabbed a few things, did a couple errands, and and went back up to my cabin. And when I pulled in my driveway, I always backed in because it was it was a slope down to my house. My right. house was on the the low side of the property, and so I always backed in because the weather and whatnot. And so I I back in like I always do, nonchalant, and I jump out the door that afternoon and i lined my driveway with some red rocks and on the outside of the red rocks was natural vegetation you know in an aspen grove just high green growth i don't know what the fucking plants are called but uh just grass <laughs> whatever yeah whatever is. the fuck it is yeah and uh there's a, a giant bull moose laying 15 feet, 20 feet. Didn't even care. Off of my driveway, just lay, laying in in the grass, just sitting there sta- yep. staring at me like, and I remember, I, you know, I, as soon as I see him, I fucking hop, hop right back into the truck. Yeah. You know, scared shitless. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he... He clearly didn't even care. I mean, no, he was just chilling. He, he was sitting there in his afternoon, you know, nap. slumber. Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, but uh, I ended up turning my truck around. I started and turned it around and kind of ran it towards him, and you know, honking the horn and fucking barely got up. He, slowly. Yeah, he finally kind of like stumbles up and and moseys on off because my goddamn neighbors have a salt lick. Yeah, that that they're only up there. Five times throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. That's Thank the only you. time that that's yeah. the only time they they use the house ever. Yeah, is five or six times through the summer, and they got they keep salt licks out there. Yeah. And it tracks all these beasts. Fuck, you know, and it, it I it, it's scary. awesome animals, but yeah, fuck, it's awesome, man. but it's scary, especially in a community like that where people do walk their dogs and are out evening strolling. You know, you come across a wild animal. Doesn't matter. They come over to your house and eat the alfalfa you put out for them, or they're licking on the salt leaks and drinking. You know, you put a little water bowl out there that was auto fill so they can get all the water they want. You know, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. They're still wild animals, and the fact that you even so much as look at them wrong, they come at you differently. It's a sketchy proposition, and I always thought like, for that to be so, like, 
mundane. It's like day to day. You drive through. Oh, there's a moose. Oh, no big deal. You know, right. to, I'm surprised people don't get beat up worse. They're kind of like hippos, dude. Hippos kill a lot of people every year. You know, I don't, I don't do know. Too. What, I don't know what the statistics are or what, what the exact exact facts are, but I want to say, you know, a lot of a lot of moose attacks end up in fatality. Yeah, well, they weigh so much, and if think about it this way, you said, "Oh, I think I got knocked out, kind of half sorta, right? Knocked you out." She could have stomped your brain and squished it like a watermelon. All right, she's that big. Yeah. So yeah, you may have gotten a glancing blow. I was, I was just sparring. I was sparring with her. I was just scrambling. Yeah, you're trying to get out of there. <laughs> I was scrambling. Dude. So this is my thought too on it: is that I, if you'd have had two dogs, like Gage and another dog, right? Right. It would have probably been a different story because what 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 dogs would do theory i mean think about it theory wise they, right the moose think they're wolves yeah without a doubt but what happens is one comes from the front one comes to the back so the the moose would always spin in a circle and you'd be able to get away yeah. you wouldn't have got your ass whipped and it, i mean i don't i don't know i mean the moose could have stomped both of them i'm just saying like in theory like to me i think if you had had another dog Probably it would have been, been a different situation because clearly when you got stomped, Gage tried to protect you. He came at the moose after getting whipped. He did two or, two or three times. Yeah. He did a couple of times, and he's like, fuck you, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm getting whipped. <laughs> I'm taking more headshots than you are, dude. I'm gone, man. Yeah, and he's he, like, fuck you. I'm out of here. Well, I mean. And the moose still chased him down and got him one more time. Really? Yeah. Damn, dude. Down the street. Down the street. And that, that, when you saw that, were you like, I can't do nothing for him? Yeah. I just hauled ass there as quick as I could. He, 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 if I if I was another 20, 30 seconds probably or another minute, right. you know, slower, then the moose took him down. Yeah. Fucking, she, she pissed all, when I finally found him and he came out from, from the house, <laughs> she pissed all over him. Like, I was like, you know, I found him, I'm checking him out. He's got a little cut above his eye, you know, making, kind of feeling around, making sure he doesn't have, you know, Real bloated stomach right. or broken ribs, you know, that Correct. I can feel. He's kind of walking okay. He's acting okay. But I'm like, motherfucker, you stink like shit. This bitch <laughs> just pissed all over your ass. <laughs> like, when she was standing there stomping, she was, I was like, he's all sticky and shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. Dude, man. It, yeah. It's like a, I don't know, man. It. He he got whipped on pretty bad. He got whipped on, bro. Yeah, I, he got whipped on. And Gage's Gage has always been that he dog. He hates animals. Well, he, yeah. Dude, anytime there's a rack in camp, you know, oh, uh, he goes the uh, other way. Oh. Fucking runs off a puss dog. <laughs> well, I think it's you know, it's that first San Diego deer that scared him off for whatever reason. He it just did. doesn't like. He doesn't like. Uh, it was the the f- flow of ticks coming out of his ears. <laughs> yeah, that he didn't like. But either way, man, I mean, I, I, listen, when you told me about that, I was like, God damn. You know, it's funny, and I laugh because you're alive now, and you're you're perfectly healthy, and you're yeah. fine, and you tell me you got your ass whipped by a moose. Like, that's, that's pretty funny, man. And to me, I mean, obviously it's serious. I'm glad you didn't get hurt. But now uh, that— It could have been a lot worse. I got been, extremely lucky. Right. But for me— I think about it and I just laugh. Like I would expect my buddies to laugh too if I was like, "Oh yeah, I got stomped by a moose." You need know? to be need to be more aware. It, one thing I've been thinking a lot about is, you know, might might be a good discussion topic, and I'd, I'd be real curious to hear hear everyone's opinion on, you know, what what's what's the right sidearm, you know, that that hunter should be carrying. 
yeah in the backcountry. Well, like we have talked about it, like a lot of I I don't know. I haven't necessarily talked about it on the podcast, but I've talked about it with my buddies. Depends where you're at. Like here, yeah. What, like right here, the biggest thing you're going to run into is either a moose or a black bear or a cat. Yeah, but dude, I live with cats in San Diego. Yeah. Like, I mean, cats cats in San Diego are a big deal. They're huge. I mean, yeah. it's a big deal, right? I mean, there was a, an attack last last year on a baby. He's four years old. The cat grabbed his backpack, came off the baby. I mean, four-year-old, three-year-old. It could have just as easily grabbed the kid instead of the backpack. Easily. And the dad was freaking out, threw rocks, like all kinds For of shit. For sure. Right? I mean, it was a bad deal. And the worst part about San Diego, or sorry, not San Diego, but California, unlike Utah, is that if you would have shot, if you shoot a lion and it's not perceived as life-threatening, oh, you're in some big trouble, bro. That's a felony, dude. You're going to jail. Or they're going to try it. I was talking to, who was I talking to about it? In fishing game, like, for example, the cops. I don't believe in common sense out there, huh? No, it's California, bro. Come on. Uh, But check this out. Like, a cop, if they come onto a murder scene, they're going to pursue it every direction they can to find the answer to it, right? Like, detectives are going to chase that down. That's a murder case for them, right? Right, right, right. For fishing game, a murder case, that's a murder case for them. You shoot a mountain a lion, a cat. They're coming after you like you committed murder, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like hunter trespass, same thing, dude. Same thing. Josh Kettle. Oh, dude, yeah, there's a big deal, dude. I, we'll leave that out. Fly down custom calls. Big shout out, man. Josh, you make great calls, dude. Love it. Thanks for the giveaway we gave out. All that good stuff, man. Thank you. But, yeah, it, it it's nuts how it is. But out here, you run into a cat out here, I mean, you know, you got tags and stuff out here. You can hunt them out here legally. So it's different. Yeah. You know, cats look at people out here differently than they do here. Typically, a cat comes into you here. Remember, oh, that was the elk hunt last year, man. We ran into some cats, man. It was a it was a, a mom and some cubs, dude. And I hopped out the truck with a rangefinder just to see how far they were. And they were gone. Bam. They were like 100 yards. Yeah. Dude, you see a cat in San Diego at 100 yards? She's going to look at you. Like, probably walk close to you. Yeah. Like, come try, check you try, out. Like, what are you, buddy? Ass. I don't know if it come at you like that, but it's going to, it's I not scary. Yeah, I would Dude, it ain't. They're not scared of people. Hell no, they ain't, man. I've, done, I've, I've I've been followed by a couple of cats, and it, it's not, not cool. cool, man. No, it's not. It's, it kind of puts it in perspective. It's not. It's not all that fun being hunted. No, and you know, you, <laughs> put it this way: you got you got your ass whipped by something with hooves. You didn't get beat up by something with claws and teeth. Fuck. Fangs. Di- different story. Different stories. It could weigh. Different I mean, story. Big story different. So, I mean, it is what it is, but, like, sidearm, getting back to sidearm, depends where you're at. If you're in Montana yeah. and grizzly country, you know, yeah. your 9mm is not going to do it. You know? It's just not. Now, in San Diego, I'd roll around with 9mm for sure all day long. Right, Absolutely. Right. I, I mean... I had my CCW, and I would, you know, when I'm out rifle hunting and whatnot, yeah, absolutely, I carry my 9mm around. You know, I mean, that's just what, what you did. It's always, it is what it is, but it's all perspective, you let's, know. Let's talk about your deer hunt. Well, we can talk about it all you want. What do you want to say? We're up here in, we're up here in Utah right now. This, this podcast is probably going to be called Utah Closer or something. It'll be along the lines of that. And Yenner. It's the start well, of the it's season. A, it's my se- I already released the season opener. So when they listened oh. to this, the season opener, it was me going into Utah. Gotcha. I, it released yesterday. So it's Tuesday now. It released on Monday. So these guys will probably hear this maybe either Friday or next Monday. Gotcha. Right? So this is my Utah closer. And, yeah, I was successful, man. It was it was 
exciting. It was, I had a couple highs and I had a couple lows and it, and man, you were along the whole way with me. So basically this season started out, me and you were supposed to back backpack hunt this, this unit that we're in right now. Uh, we were both supposed to apply together. You're a resident. I'm a non-resident. We both applied. We didn't apply together. I drew the tag. You didn't. You applied with your chick. You're trying to get her to get it. Yeah. Another story. She drew. <laughs> she drew a badass rifle tag that no one would have thought for. She won the lottery. And, right. And that you know that's in a whole another story. But you did not draw the archery tag that I drew. And I came up, and you were still game to come with. So we're literally in your trailer right now. Yeah. You know. Just got. We got after it, man. Got up here a couple of days in advance and mm-hmm. scouted it out and yeah, we uh we ended up finding some deer close to camp and yeah, then uh, you know we found some found some good deer elsewhere, but just kind of went af- went after what was available, what was available, what made the most sense. I'll tell you right now though, it, it's not an easy hunt. Like art, I don't care what what anyone says. No. I, I mean, I've said it before. Like, if you can get it done in San Diego, you can get it done anywhere. It doesn't matter, though. It's still a hard yeah. hunt, dude. It, it This was not, by no means did no. I come up here thinking it was going to be easy. No archery hunt is good, and, and there's there's so much country. Dude. You know, it, it takes years and years to, to, to learn sections of the country yeah. and to learn where the water is yep. and... and you know, learn learn their patterns. There's just there's so much. Huge. You know, you gotta you gotta dedicate a certain amount of time on a certain area to really figure it out. Yeah. It's insane. We we so me and Matt, we got here Thursday night. I drove up all day. He got off work. We met up, came up to camp. He'd already put his trailer up here, um, I don't know, a few days before or whatever and you know, we got here and, and went out glassing, and, man, I'll tell you what, this country puts it into perspective how small you really are. Like, you know, in San Diego, the whole adage of you can never get lost in San Diego, like people, there was, for whatever reason, I want to say that there was a story that someone lit, like, a brush fire to f- get help because he was lost in San Diego. It's like you could walk any direction in San Diego within five miles or find a road. Right. Right. There's aspects of this country that we're in right now Dude, that you seriously could get turned around and get lost in, for sure. And you would be, you'd be in some shit. You'd be hitting the SOS button on your Garmin. Yeah, you get, you get down there in an aspen pine grove mm-hmm. and down in a canyon and whatnot, and you Dude. can't, you can't see out. No. And it, it, it's too steep to get out of the bottom or something. Dude, it is nuts. And me and you, we actually, we didn't get turned around by no means, but we came off a face of a cliff this week, and we were out. Matt, we were. We're in an area that Matt was like, man, I want to get to the top of that. I, I've seen some really good bucks up there, dude. Let's get to the top. So we went. It's like a death hike, you know. It, it felt <laughs> like a 2,000-foot elevation gain. I mean, that's what it felt like to me, and it probably was pretty close. It probably was. You know, we get to the top of it. We're sucking wind. It is what it is, and we were up there, and, and shit, we were both wore out, calorie deficient. You know, we weren't necessarily eating all that great this past week, and, you know, and we're up there, and it comes time to go back to camp because we're not staying on the mountain and whatnot. So we basically go down a mountain that's damn near vertical on a, some trail, man, that is unbelievable. Yeah, we, we just followed the game trail down, yeah. down, down the ridge, hunted the ridge out. And then, you know, game, game trail went off the face and got kind of switch, switched back, back and forth. Yeah. But, uh, it's pretty intense how these, 
country. It's better than walking back up and around. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. That's what I said. Matt, look, dude, I'm not going <laughs> to say we need to go down this unless you're 100% involved. Me, me and Matt, we've been uh, known to do death hikes. It's just, it is what it is. We just go for it. We're just both kind of all in. We kind of think the same, and it puts us in precarious situations, and you know, we always tend to make it out of it, but it's part of the adventure. I don't, right? I don't think it help. I don't think it helps anything, but but we do it. Yeah, it doesn't help. No, no. It never helps. But it's all part of the adventure. <laughs> it's, it's stories. It's memories. It's camaraderie. It's it's everything yeah. that goes into these backpack hunts, man. It's everything that goes into our even since day one, which we Dahone Ranch. Oh my! I mean, goodness. man, we climbed the mountain to try to see if we shot a pig. I mean, we we tried to shoot a pig, and we thought we hit it, and we climbed a mountain to get to the top where, you know, 400 yards straight up. You know what I mean? Like, it was just one of them things where we've done stupid shit our entire hunting our yeah, entire hunting how, careers. Yeah, that's how you learn. It, well, it is. It's made me who I am today. Fuck, man. But, yeah. you know, so basically, deer herds, it's, it's, it's hot here. It's like 90 degrees during the day, 85 degrees during the day. It cools off at night for sure. But we just were having, we were having a hard time finding good bucks, man. Like we had found a few on Thursday and Friday, you know, good four by fours. Like we'd found a few and, you know, the idea was to go after them. But, you know, the reality of it is you get up there. If you don't, it's so thick out here right now in the summer range that, you know, the shrub oak and the quakies are so thick that you can't, Unless you bet them in a shadow, you can't get in on them because you know where they go in. You don't know where they go once they're in the shrub. And you can't just blow in on them. They blow straight out. Yeah, you can't can't go in after that. No. Uh, you know, to, you have to be patient and, you know, sit on the glass and, and wait for them to come out and then, you know, let let the hunter go in after them once once they're out in the open feeding, you know, in the evenings or the, the mid-morning or whatnot, or if you can get in position. It's not easy. Wait wait for them to stand up, you know, if it's midday and they're bedded. They'll, they'll, they'll typically stand up, you know, a couple times throughout the day and readjust and yeah. turn over and, and move on the other side of the bush or the tree or whatever they're around to, to right. maintain the shade. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not going to... St- bed down and they stay the, there yeah they're not just gonna sit out in the it's, sun it's just a pain it it is hard it's an understatement to say that it's just hard that's a very it is it it's, is it's hard man it, it i mean you saw me go through the ups and downs i went on a stock i climbed i literally went up a mountain it seemed like to me it was a mile from where we were glassing to where we found this deer and you know i'll be honest with you guys he was a forky I went in just to get the experience. I wanted to go do it. So yeah, I, I go practice. And I looked at you and I said, Matt, I, I think I want to. And you're like, it's what you're here for. Go for it. Yeah, go get it, man. And I walked my ass all the way up that <laughs> hill. You watched me in the glass the entire time. And once I was up there, it was like, it, to- it looks so much different up there compared to where you are glassing. And you don't think the shrubs are as tall as they are. Oh, you they know? are. It's the, thick. It's super thick. So I'm sitting up there. Start working my way in, and and if that deer would have blown to the left, you know I'd had opportunity. But yeah, it's better, better better not to blow them out. You yeah, know? don't don't. You definitely don't want to blow them out. The problem was it, they it was so thick that well it wasn't it wasn't like it was a you know hundred and seventy or hundred and eighty no, inch no. you know fucking dude. I just wanted to get in to see if I could. Yeah, I wanted to get as close as I could to see if I could get an opportunity at him. Yeah, you gotta run the situation. I mean, one one cool thing about hunting right now, you know, this time of year is, is the animals are 
pretty complacent. Yeah. You know, obviously the mature deer are, are more wise. Yeah. You know, to to what's going on, but but all in all, you know, the animals are it. They act a lot different right now than they do in two months from now. After oh yeah. They're, after they're hunted by every every Joe Schmo and oh yeah, you know yeah Bob and Harry out there. It, it, they're they're docile. They're as it, long as they don't wind you, they just kind of look at you and then like, what are you? You yeah. know, kind of hey, what's going on? You know, you got any Fritos? You gonna feed me? Type thing. And <laughs> I mean. It's kind of weird how that happens. You know, you'll be growing up, you'll be driving up on the side-by-side to the top of the mountain to start your hike or go out on a ridge, a finger, whatever, you know, to go find some bucks. But you'll be passing does that are five feet off the road. You know, and, and, they just, the, and they just look at you. The end of the rifle season is a different story. Well, After right. all, all the elk get shot at, all, yeah. all the deer get shot at, rifles been going off for the last six, eight weeks. Yeah, they start looking at you a little differently for sure. Yeah, they, they, they see the side-by-side and they're... Yeah, they're gone up the hill. There they go, and they climb so crazy. But it's kind of cool, you know, that to, to hunt them right now. It, it is. You got a, a, I feel like a little bit more of an advantage. Well, you do for sure. You know, it's different. I so I, that's just how still it, challenging. It is. Hell. It is super. Anything hard. archery, man, it, it, it's it, challenging. I yeah. went on. So I went on that stock. Um, I didn't, I don't know, maybe got 60 yards in and it, they just, it was so thick. I didn't even see where they went. It, it was just a nightmare. I climbed, hiked my ass off to get, you know, the experience that I got. It was super fun. It was, it was exhilarating. You know, it was fun. I've, right. I, you know, I'm not used to that climbing a mountain to get in on a, on a deer. You know what I mean? Yeah, you were way the hell up there. It was, it was a fun, you know? So <laughs> that was, that was exciting to me. And then we were going to another area and we started glassing and there was another buck with a doe and dude, I put a stock on there, dude. I got to 120 yards. They, you know, it was really weird to me that they didn't, I got into 120 yards and I used the helicopter that flew over to, to disguise my movement. They didn't yeah. see me. I was downwind of them. They didn't smell me. As that helicopter, it was just really loud, crunchy pine needles and whatever else, like dried up weeds they got out here, whatever it is, the thistle stuff, you know? Yeah. So that helicopter flew over, and I literally put the put the gas on, man, and I moved up, dude, got to 120 <laughs> yards. I mean, whatever. I had to get up the hill. It was a steep hill, man. Yeah, it was. It, you know, and I had to get up it, so I got to 120 yards, and by then- Did the old- did the old Stroll by, jump out. Yeah, man, just rolling like, <laughs> bam, I'm out, <laughs> getting it, you know, and and uh, it was just an opportunity that I wanted to see as close as I could get in on them, and and sure enough, man, I 120 yards. Obviously, that's out of range for me, but uh, it was a fun experience. And finally, it was funny. I kind of I kind of did the old moose on them, like the moose decoy. I put my bow like on top of my head, and I kind of just like creeped up the hill when they had finally pinned me, and they didn't even care. They were like, okay. That, whatever that is not a threat you know and yeah. they're just feeding and whatnot and it was cool i got like i said i got to 120 yards and by then they'd crested the hill and you know that was that was a fun experience and and that was i don't know day two and i think day three which was when did you have to go to work you had to go to work monday so yeah. yesterday you all right so we had a handful of experiences with or uh we had a handful of of clashes with deer and and trying to get in on them put them down and whatnot but uh, you went to work on Monday. Matt had to go to work and finalize some things to finish up his his six month of employment before he goes and guides for the rest of the year and does lives everybody's dream that listened to this and 
you know, it's it's an awesome thing that Matt has been able to position himself to financially be able to do what he does and enjoy life. And meanwhile, everybody else grinds their fucking pick every day, and this uh, dude goes out and lives life. Hey, grab my pick too. No, I'm I'm being <laughs> facetious, dude. Matt busts his ass. I've been with him a handful of times during guidance season, and fucking hunt, hunting's harder than construction. It, it you don't get no sleep. No, you, you got angry no sleep, ass man. clients. Uh, yeah, they're just. Picky and grumpy and Dude. fucking needy usually. Yeah, and, and you got to feed them. You got to take care of them. And it's long hours, especially, you know, if you've had a long week. It's worth week. it, though. Oh, dude, it's very rewarding. Yeah, it's worth it. It's it's extremely fun. And last year when I went up and helped you guys out, yeah, it was it was an experience that I'll never forget. And Early mornings, late nights. Yeah, and, you know, and midday naps. <laughs> Fuck, not, not enough. No, 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 but, you know. It, it's an extremely rewarding aspect of your your income, right? It, it's cool that you're able to go out and you live what you love. You, you know, it's kind of like one of the things where, you know, people always say, you know, do what you want to do, like be happy with what you do, and financial will come later. Like finances will come later. You'll you'll make money in whatever you want to do as long as you love doing what you're doing, you know, and you love doing it. So you figured out a way to make it work, and and more power to you. you you're very fiscally responsible and you handle business, right? Yeah, it's good. Like, like we talked about it, you know, before, and and in my opinion, and and in my mind, you know, the 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 time, time, time is time is more important than money. Yeah, you know, and that, that that's just that's my outlook on it, and you know, as long as I can I can make enough money to survive and do whatever I need to do, and, and yeah, live live comfortably and. You know, not not trying to be ambizarian over here and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you, dude, you 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 figured out a way to make good money and and do what you love to do, bro. And and that's ex- that's an exciting thing. It allows you. I'm on vacation right now. You are going. You know what? I'm getting ready to go into guide season. I'm gonna take two weeks off before I start guiding. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, about a week, week and a half, trying yeah. to get everything together, get all the trailers and whatnot up there. Yeah. So, you know, that being said, Matt had to go back to work and finish up some stuff down on, on Monday, which was yesterday. And, and meanwhile, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go get after it on my own. So Matt went to work, and, and I had kind of slept in a little bit. It kind of one of the things. We kind of have long days, you know, early mornings and, and late nights and mixed with handful of drinks and dinner and whatnot. <laughs> and that's it's just part of the deal, right? So that being said, Matt goes to work and I got up little, I mean, not, not too much later, probably half hour later than we normally do. And then I got after it and went out and man, sure enough, I had an opportunity and, um, I put down my, I want to say it's probably my biggest buck I've ever put down. You know, I, I had an opportunity at a nice four by four. I was, in a quakey patch and I saw a handful of bucks, something that I wasn't used to seeing. Um, I knew that the first two were smaller than the third. And then I would focused on the third, started hitting them with the range. And then I saw the fourth and I went, Oh, that's a good deer. Didn't really see exactly what he was, but I hit him with the range finder and got my range. So I need to get a little bit closer. So I moved on up and the wind was perfect. Everything happened and, and he was in some quakies. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm thankful that I practice shooting my bow all the time. And I shoot it, 
you know, ideally every other day, try to shoot it daily. Um, and I was able to thread the needle. And yeah, you were, right? And through, dude, some, through some trees, yeah, for sure. At, Matt was at work, and I, I saw this buck. He, you know, he was broadside. His head was behind some quakies, and I had all the time in the world. I drew back. I was kind of a little bit shaky because I had, I had actually let an arrow go the day before at a, at a, a buck up on a hill, and I'd missed him. And for whatever reason, it, it kind of shook me up a little bit. And I was like, man, my, you know, I just had to breathe and rely back on my gear and know that my equipment is dialed and I'm an archer and, and I'm good at what I do. Right. So I was a little bouncing around. I couldn't get that pin to settle. So I took a deep breath and I just got into my zone and I was the arrow. dude. And I just pulled through that shot. Whack. And I just watched that arrow center punch that deer, dude. I hit him a little bit back, a couple inches behind the ribs, which is no good, man. And I, it's, I, it's hunting, bro. It is. It's hunting. You know, it, it ain't a target. It, yeah, if it, it's not a block target. That's all I can say. I, I don't give, you know, I don't give a shit if you're, and I'm, I'm nowhere near a great archer by by any means. You know, I don't practice near as much as you do, and uh, you know, but it it's hunting. When, when you have when you have a live animal out in front of you, yeah, it it changes things. It does. It changes everything. When man. you have nat- natural environment, mm-hmm. trees, shrubs, wind, everything. You know, all those elements they 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 play a big role in doing. Yeah, it. and and I'm telling you, it it definitely does. You know, the wind blows it. Your bow, if you're not accustomed to it, it it can definitely act like a sail it'll knock you off man you, it, there's sure. so many things that go wrong i mean a 40 yard poke on a long an, on animals a long shot 40 yards man yeah. it, it's no joke you know what i mean it, it, it's a poke and a half so that being said i was able to sink this deer i hit him with a sever clean pass through bing bing in one air bloop, bloop, you know and uh i immediately texted you it, right i was like matt i just shot a smoker <laughs> like dude it, where are you at? I'm hitting you up on the Garmin, the Explorer X. You know, I don't have service up there. And I'm like, dude, I just smoked a buck. Like, where are you at? Da, da, da. You're like, do you need help packing them out? Don't go in. Whatever we were talking about, right? Yeah. Because, let, let them wait. Right. Let them wait. You just went through. And, and like I've always said on this podcast, I'm a way better duck hunter than I am a big game hunter. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll mark my duck hunting skills against any of them. Like, I mean, you want to duck hunt? Let's go duck hunt, right? I know how to duck hunt. Like, big game is a different story. It, ah. I mean, it's it's exciting. I'm learning, and I help everybody out that I can because I've overcome the learning curve, and I'm still learning, right? So, that being said. We all are. Yeah, we're always. No one ever stops learning, right? But compared to individuals that I know, like, I'm very inexperienced compared to what a lot of my friends are, right? I mean, you've had your handful, and I don't know how many kills, right? That's experience every time you go out. So me to rip off a text to you and say, hey, dude, I just smoked a buck, man. And you're like, I'm two hours out. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it an hour and go find my arrow. So I end up giving it an hour and a half. You aren't up yet. I go find my arrow. And immediately at my arrow, I found it. Boom. And I go, there's blood everywhere. everywhere. Like, it's gone. And I'm like, oh, man, this is good. Granted, it 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 wasn't bright lung blood. Yeah, it was dark blood, and I instantly thought like maybe I had hit him a little far back. It was a poke, you know. 
and I went, ooh, that looks like liver. So I end up tracking this blood a little bit, and 100 yards, and I hear a doe bound off or a, a, an animal bound off. Boof, 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 boof. So I instantly backed out. You know, I would figured it was a good shot with all the blood on the ground. I went, oh, man, this thing's going to be 100 yards, you know. So I ended up backing out. I stuck an arrow in the ground and started marking blood, you know. Got out, went back to camp. By the time you had, I'd gotten back, maybe 20 minutes, you had come into camp and we were hanging out and I was just chilling out, you know, relaxing, trying to calm down from what had happened. And, and it's exciting. It's, it's oh, an yeah. exhilarating experience, man. You you put an animal. I don't care who you are. You it's know. your. Uh, yeah. Hey, your your almost your your fight or flight yeah kicks in. And, it is. And it's an your addictive. adrenaline goes. Yeah, dude. So you know you cold up, you cruised up, and I was drinking a bush light. I'm like, I'm just, my shoes are off. I'm, I'm trying to relax. Like, man, and you come up and you're like, what happened? I explain everything to you. So we go on in, man, and, and we give it about an hour and a half or two hours. We're kicking back, and then we're like, screw it. Let's go get them, you know? Let, let's go. So we end up going in and, and blood tracking this thing and scour. We end up losing blood a little bit. And uh, next thing we know, man, we roll up on him, and and there he is. You know, he's laying there and i'm like oh my god i didn't realize what he was i mean granted he's not a he by no means is he some record book buck but man he's a four by four and and i didn't think for half a second that that's what he was when i shot him i knew he was big because when i saw him he turned his head and i knew he was as wide as his ears i knew that you know in i didn't have time to sit there and analyze exactly what he was prior to shooting him i knew that he was bigger than anything i had seen and had an opportunity at within a reasonable range and i said oh, i'm gonna shoot this deer right and and so i was able to make make a clean ethical shot on this deer i was able to put him down and when you know when you had said hey there he is man my heart was like butterflied right it was great man it was it was an experience that like it all came together you know what I mean? Like it's it's really weird how to explain it. No, it worked worked out good. You know, uh, you, you made you made a good shot. We 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 lost blood for a little bit, and you know we just had to had to regroup and and look at all angles of of yeah. You know what what direction did he go? And, yeah, and then you know we were able to pick pick you picked the blood up. You know you you found that spot and. We start going, and I'm like, you know, some, 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 something's not right around here. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I picked up your glass, and there he is. Yeah, dude, and and uh, it it just all came to like fruition, you know. Like it it wasn't an easy hunt by no means. Like we had put miles in, we've done the things, we've climbed the mountains, like we've looked, we've tried to do what we intended to do, and the fact that we were able to get it done in this in the manner that we were. It's it's exciting to me. It was cool to have my tag punched. It was it was an exciting time, and it still is an exciting. That buck is, you know, he's in the back of my truck right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going home with a a velvet four by four buck, bro. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I we haven't put a tape to him, but you know, he's like I said, he's no Boone and Crockett. He's no record book, but oh, man, for Re- me, res- respectable archery buck, dude, in, for sure. It, I, I'm more than pleased with them, and gosh dang, man, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. Uh, I I appreciate it, man. I'm they, serious, they, man. 
Thank you for coming up. It's an amazing time up here. I love Utah. Utah's the shit, dude. Yeah, that's nice. There's no, there's no comparison. I mean, obviously, you know, there's places like this all over the place. But right. you know, for me to have my friends up here, to be able to have the connections I have up here, right. and to be able to come up and get away from life down in San Diego or you know Temecula, all Southern California, and be able to get away and be up here, it's just it's like tranquility. Yeah, I mean? like you separate. You don't think about anything else. You know, my phone barely works up here. I ain't got to work even all the entire time. Matter of fact, I got a call from an inspector, uh, and it said missed call. And I was like, huh? It actually, brought me back to reality. It happened today, and I was like, oh man, shit, I got to go home soon. You know, like <laughs> it is what it is. But you know, you, you lose you lose the daily grind when for you get sure. up here. It's so nice. Like we got it's a good, stream good, right good, here. Good for the mind. Good it for is. the. The, you know, the heart, the body, the soul, everything. Good for everything. Oh, it's an amazing, you know, people that live up here and been born and raised, they take it for granted what they have. It's kind of like me. I live in Southern California. People go, you're the luckiest person in the world, man. You got nah. great weather. And I'm like, no, no, you don't, you don't understand. They go, no, you take it for granted. It's like, no, you don't understand. You don't live here. Right. You know, like I live it's, here. It's cool to come here and visit every once in a while. Right. But, uh, you you don't want you don't want to sit on that freeway for mm. five hours a day, dude. There's no traffic up here. There's no. none. The, the most traffic you're gonna have is a is a grader and a dozer <laughs> pu- pushing a dirt road, making it wider. That's what they're doing out here. Yeah, you know that's the traffic you have. Nah, there's no there's no traffic there here no compared traffic to down here. there. Hell no, dude. Yeah. It's it's an amazing you thing. Can blast here. around over 78 miles an hour, no problem. It was great. I was like, we we're coming up the mountain. I'm like, damn, dude, doing 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, shit, dude. Like, get tickets around there where I'm from, you know. <laughs> but it, it's just super cool, and I love the backcountry. And, you know, it's good time. It is. It's, you know, I'm I'm kind of bummed you weren't able to tote around a bow with you. I mean, you did purchase an elk tag, but, you know, you got shit going on and, and outside of this, and you, you like that late season. And Help. Go. This country is a little too gnarly. You're dragging a cow out of. Oh yeah, you gotta wait for it to be easier. I'm sure there'll be easier opportunities per se in the late season than currently. Speaking. Yeah, maybe a little, little bit different area. Yeah, not so steep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it, it is rough country out here. Not, I mean, not so steep. It's not for the fainted heart. You know, you you should definitely be in shape. You should definitely have some lungs. I mean, you go from sea level to I think camp right here is 9,000 feet. Right here? Yeah, I think it's 8,700 oh, yeah. where we're at right now. Some people get sick and shit when they get to 8,000 feet. Yeah. Altitude sickness. And I, I mean, meanwhile, here we are. We're just climbing from here. I mean, we got to 11.5 the other day. Yeah. 11,000. It's high, man. And, and that's no joke. And it, you know, it's crazy how these animals live up there and, and just – it's just insane how it all goes down. Yeah. It is. Good times. Oh, it's great, man. Well, I I mean, what do you got going on after this? I mean, I, I'm taking off here pretty quick and then next day or two and and what do you got going on? You you're fixing to go to Idaho? Yeah. We uh gotta get camp set up up in Idaho. We'll start start guy in Idaho, we'll do archery elk, uh starting the thirty first of August, do that all through September. And then uh, have a little bit of break. My girlfriend actually has a Wasatch rifle yeah. bull tag. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hunt that, uh, I believe, starting the 3rd of October, 36. Yeah. She hit the lottery, dude. 
yeah, she had thought or she didn't know what she had. And she's like, oh, you got an oak tag. I was like, what? Yeah. She told me, I was like, what do you, what do you mean you got an oak tag where? And she told me, I was like, you you don't even have a clue what you just got. Like, yeah. People, people wait 20 years, 15, 20 years for that tag. And, mm-hmm. you know. She drew so, no points. Once she looked at the the stats and the information on it, she said, holy shit. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to be putting a little time in that. I know I told you that I'm going to be up here for a handful of days for that, you know, yeah. to help you out. And, and I, I literally, I cannot wait for that. That's going to be a, a an experience that I'm just pumped to be a part of, you know. I mean, th- how many times am I going to be able to be a part of a, a Wasatch bull elk rifle hunt Yeah, in October, early October? I mean, you're talking about bulls are still going to be screaming. Yeah, you know, they, you, they should be. You're going to be able to call them in. You know, That'd hopefully be awesome. it'd be nice. I mean, who knows what happens? But I think, I think you will a little bit. You know, you probably get some sort of action out of it, and it, it's you know the end of September, first part of October. It starts on the third, so we'd be up here maybe a couple of days before. I mean, I know you'll be scouting as much as you can, but uh, there's you know, your, your chick just has no idea. Yeah, do do that tag, and then head back to Idaho and do mule deer. Through uh through the end of October, and then uh do some cow hunts, and then you and I have a hunt down in Arizona, down in Arizona, down in so- Southern AZ, going dude, after some coos deer. Dude, I'm so pumped for that. Like I was pumped for this arch, and and leading up to this hunt, man, I've been talking about it, like I'm pumped for this archery hunt, and I'm pumped for this coos. I've never, I've yeah, never done, peinado. dude. I've never <laughs> done the coos deer hunt, and I'm extremely excited about that. That's going to be a fun hunt. You know, we both are big glassers, you know, and uh, we love to glass. It's big country. We'll be able to glass it up. It's going to be awesome. It'll be fun. And I can't wait. It's going to be another reprieve from the daily grind of, for me, work and you guide, and you're going to be able to get away and be a hunter yourself, you know? Yeah, I haven't been able to hunt too much the last few years. Did a little trip to Texas last year, but a couple years before that, nothing, and, you know. It's almost like you kind of get your fix. Like you, you kind of like you're a part of so I'm kind of done with it by by the end. Yeah, you kind of ready to go back to construction. And yeah, after doing construction for five or six months, I'm like, ah, I'm ready to get, get out get of in it. the mountains. So Matt, Matt <laughs> is. Uh, I actually Matt met, or I actually, I'm sorry, I actually, I actually met Matt through my old man. My old man used to work, f- or he still does work for Matt's brother. Yeah. And Matt and his brother used to run Kurt Matt's brother still does run Curtis Hole Drilling out of Vista or San Marcos, whatever it is. Yeah. Matt was Yeah, and Matt uh was doing that as well and helping his brother run the business. So I met I met Matt through my old man, which then me and Matt were about the same age and we both have the same likings and yep. started, started duck hunting. Duck hunting together and that's really where our, our friendship spurred. And uh, it's grown ever since. And so Matt, Matt's a driller. He drills and, you know, all types of construction in, in the drilling industry, builds bridges, all kinds of shit, and does, does tons of cool things in it. So he's able to do that for half a year, and then you're able to break off and guide. Yeah. It's, yeah, split it up, do about half a year construction, half a year guiding. And, you know, I'm not, not making millions of dollars by any means, but 
making ends meet and, and trying to find a balance. That's my goal. And listen, it seems like to me, all the years that I've known you, you've, especially the last five, you figured out a way to make it work. And, yeah. and you, you, your reputation in the industry of drilling has, you know, allowed you to continue to do what you do. And, and they give you the privileges of taking off for six months at a time. And, you know, and also your reputation in the guiding industry, it allows you to just basically come in for the elk and deer seasons and turn around and yeah. Go back to it, right? I mean, you guide Mexico as well, though. I mean, you got your hands in a little bit of everything, dude. Yeah, we, we'll go down to Mexico uh, for a better part of December and January and first week or two into February and guide uh, mule deer and coos deer down there and do a bighorn sheep here or there, but mostly mule deer down there. Yeah, it, it's super cool. I, I'm envious. Uh, granted, I'm envious because I'm not doing it, all right? Nah. Like, I, I would love to do it, but my life is just so much consumed with work right and in making sure that i'm able to like financially pr- provide the livelihood that i like to live and my wife does the same thing and then allow me to do the things like i do now like take off for for days, sure you know and be able to come out and just shoot the shit with you and have fun and and run out to idaho and help out in deer camp for a week and yeah. go to michigan and hang out with my family you know what i mean so it's like it's just my way of being able to you know that balance i have that, to work my ass off to get the balance that i want where like your balance is you work your ass off to get the six months of balance that you want yeah so it's it's kind of one of them give and takes you know i mean you know longevity wise and whatnot I don't know. I don't. I, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm just gonna keep riding the roller coaster ride, as long as I can. Ride that roller coaster. Man. Ride that roller coaster. You baby. gotta ride it, dude. <laughs> Hunt as much as you can. Oh yeah. You know, guide as much as you can and enjoy it because there's a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people. The majority of people, dude, they couldn't even fathom doing what you do for a living, Matt. They couldn't. They. I mean, literally, they can't. They. They. Without a doubt, there's no way that they would think, oh, yeah, I can make my mortgage for 12 months and only have to work six months a year. I don't know. I'm, it's not that good. I'm just saying. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like an individual that <laughs> an individual that holds a nine-to-five goes, you know, to be able to take six months off to, to guide. I mean, granted, you make money guiding, but it's, you know uh, what I mean? You know, it, it's extremely rewarding, but – at at the same time, I, I got to be honest, it, it's challenging, you know, just being away and being away from civilization and being away from friends and family and, and out at camp. And it really is a lot of work. You're up early every single morning. You know, you, there, there's no set hours. There's no schedule. Right. You know, you, you can kill an animal any time of day and then, then the real work starts. You got to right. process the animal and some clients we have to cook for and whatnot but uh it is it's very rewarding i'm i'm not saying that but it is it, it, it's a lot of work man it's a it's a job it is a job it's a job it is you know and, and straining your eyes sitting behind the glass you know you want to do a good job for your client you know you're 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 working to find find your client and make your client happy you know that that's make your client happy that's your livelihood and um, you know, you, you strain your eyes and, and strain your body and whatnot, but yeah, it's, 
I like it, it's man. A, it's awesome. I'm telling you, the little I like it. The little time that I've I'd rather strain my body hunting than strain my oh, body yeah. swinging a sledgehammer or oh, yeah. shoveling a fucking hole or something. You oh, know? yeah, of course, man. That's like part of the reason why I chose the career path that I've chosen and gotten out of the field and gotten into leadership, right? Yeah. Like that's, I'm done beating myself up. I've been doing it for years. You, you and I have both been grinding our picks for, for 15 years, right? And at a certain point, like you have to think, longer than hey i'm still in my youth i'm still 25 years old when you're really 30 right. 32 and you know if you got into construction at at you know 27 years old well and you you know you kind of dicked off your entire youth and adolescent and whatnot and maybe your body can't handle it for another 10 years right, right? like maybe you can you uh, can but i started doing when i was 18 years old there you go that's what and that's what i'm saying plus your collegiate wrestling career that you had like that didn't help you no good you know i mean beat the shit out of your body there it was like the same thing with me when i was fighting and stuff dude it did not do me any favors now so you know the fact that you're able to not body wise you know maybe mentality and work ethic and whatnot is a different story that's a way different story but but physically yeah physically and your your longevity of your body Right, yeah. you got to think differently. That shit's hard on it. It is. So when you know when you're out guiding and and there used to be a show on I don't know, Animal Planet. It was called a Guide's Life, I think it was. And what it was was it went through and it like showed a, a school that was training people that want to be guides, hunting guides. Really? That want to be guides, like what it's like to be a guide, like a backcountry guide. And dude, it was like a ninety percent dropout rate. Like, dude, there's some hardcore guys out there. Some of those guys that do that that. That pack in, you know, yeah. spike camps with the with the horses, oh, yeah. and, and way back country, you know, those guys are no joke. Those are those are, you know, professional fucking woodsmen. Well, yeah, you got to know how to live in the woods. Yeah, that's what you got to know. You, I mean, you got to go down to the basics of what plants are around you for for medicinal use if you needed it, right? I mean, you're yeah. way back there. You're 15 miles back there. You ain't. You're not getting help. You better. You got to have an SOS button to get a Coast Guard helicopter or a helicopter come get your ass. Something happens, man. Yeah, you gotta, be, you gotta be better than fucking some hot water in a mountain house and some fucking <laughs> granola bars, right? <laughs> <laughs> some some peanut butter, some peanut butter packs. You know, what I mean? yeah. You gotta be real good, you know. So it, it's a totally and and even that. That's like a different style of guiding. I mean, you're not even exposed to that. No, you know that that that's. I'm just on the. I'm a little baby guide. Right, I mean, well, you go out, you got a bunch of property you guide on, and and you and Gary, junior and senior, you know, I'm sure at some point they'll listen to this podcast, and big shout out to them. Uh, you want to give them a plug? Plug them in right now, man. How do I plug them in? I don't know. You, what do you mean? You're not going to, like, plug something? <laughs> Matt, Matt's uh, electronically uh, inept. No, I mean, like, what's the guide service name? And like, Oh, De- Deer and Elk Hunts Unlimited uh, is, is the outfitter that I work for, and then... Uh, down in Mexico, it's uh, Best of Mexico Hunting Adventures. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're MX Hunting Company. Yeah. You know, down down in Mexico, down in Sonora. They do do mule deer and coos deer and, and bighorn sheep hunts. Yeah. It, it's exciting and, and it's cool. It's it's some of the bucket list items that I have. And if any of the listeners out there, you guys have bucket list uh, hunts that you want to do that entail either <laughs> – you know, a uh, real screaming nice bull or, or a nice trophy mule deer, man, make sure you reach out to me. I can get you in contact with, with these guys, whether that be in Idaho, uh, Mexico, or, or, or wherever you guys want to go. I, I can definitely get you in contact with the right people. Um, you know, we can make it happen for you. And, and, for it's, sure. and it's definitely a, 
an avenue that I can tell you that you'll be satisfied. You know, it, it, it's fun. It's it's just a good time when you go out with these guys. Yeah, we offer uh, ar- archery bowl in Idaho, and then uh, rifle mule deer. We do a little bit of archery mule deer in Idaho, but uh, and then obviously rifle down in Mexico, right. down in Sonora. You got your cow hunts too in Idaho. Yeah, yeah, we do some cow hunts. We got cow hunts in Utah Correct. available as well. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the tag and the unit and whatnot, but there, we have ranches available in Utah as well. Yeah, you know, but get a hold of Brandon and uh, if anybody's interested, we'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll definitely get you in touch with the right people and and get it down for you. It, it senior senior is a super cool guy. I yeah. like senior. He he's taking me in and and just kind of come on up whenever you want, you know. Just come hang out. Doesn't matter, you know. It's just kind of how it works with with senior for me. Uh, good good hunter. Yeah, and junior junior is Gary Junior is a killer too, man. Yep. He's got you want you want to learn how to how to hunt the right way to to kill large mature animals. You know the that's what we focus on. Uh, it, Big on patience, and, and, you know, sometimes it takes us days, you know, two, three, four, five, five days to, to kill a specific animal. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll hunt it and we'll stay on it and, and glass it and continue to find out, pattern them, and, and, you know, it stocks, stocks nine times out of ten, you know, aren't, aren't right. You know, mo- most people push the stock and the wind's not right or, yeah. Or the the scenario is not correct, and people push it, and and you can't do that when you, when you're trophy or uh, hunting a trophy animal. You yeah, know, you know, a stud. You, you get you, you get one chance. You just mm-hmm. gotta yeah, be extremely patient. And they, they, I I can guarantee you one thing: if the wind ain't right, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. You better back out. That wind is everything, man. And like you said, people will push it. They get impatient. You yeah. Know, they want to go home or whatever the deal is. They pay all this money to come on out and and do what they want to do. But then yet, you know, they want to push a push a stock and blow an animal out of the area. No, uh, you better better off be be extremely extremely patient and 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 hesitant. You know, is cautious. Be cautious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and that that goes for a lot of the. Self- that, that's that's my opinion. Well, you know, some people truth. might say, you know, be aggressive, go run after them, or, or whatever. But dude, I, I, patience I don't know. is key. Patience is key. If you want to kill big big animals, it's patience, and it goes to the SoCal guys that hunt Southern California. Guys, yeah. I'm being completely well, you honest got, with you. You got to have a lot of fucking patience. You got Southern well, California. <laughs> that, dude, that's where we cut our teeth, man. That was Fuck, like, dude. we hunted, me and Matt, we took a bunch. Matt was. Uh, San Jacinto, oh, fucking dude. everywhere, man. Dude, we just. Lake Hinshaw. Dude, we're all over the place trying to find all deer. All over. And we finally ended up finding some deer, and it was the first deer I ever had my hands in uh, physically, right? And, and actually having my hands in that kill and and dude that we where was that i was like we were in julian, julian area, we were up right? boulder, boulder creek road i mean people probably mother after me for saying that but that place is so it i mean opening day there's a million people there there's deer there without a doubt there's deer there and it, it's it's cool but we we hunted our asses off man in like day and night you know trying to put Find a deer. Just find a deer. And the yeah, well, San were we Diego. Like 24 years old? Yeah, we were young, dude. We were brand new at hunting. We didn't know what we were doing. Nah, we, we had were... no idea. 
We had no idea what we were doing. We just go out. We had a couple guns and and binoculars. Yeah, we we went to Idaho one time, and shot some big old four by fours on this ranch. <laughs> you know, like that's. I mean, really, that's what we thought. So we would take little pointers from where we got it, and and then it was just a learning curve for us. And we spent a lot of time behind the glass. We were looking in the wrong areas, but you know what? Eventually, we figured. Spent a lot of time on the road. I remember fucking driving around everywhere. Oh yeah, we drove everywhere. We went all yeah, over some maps, yeah. Onyx, everything. And then, and then I, it's so funny too because as I've gotten older and I've met like people that hunt Southern California, and and deer are where you're gonna find deer. Period. They ain't gonna be anywhere else but where you find them. And and I know people like kind of look at that or listen to that and go, "What the fuck does that mean?" Like, no, you know, they don't quite uh, quite understand that. Like, deer are where they are, and they're not gonna be where they're not gonna be. Once you learn where they're gonna be, you're never gonna look at places that you know they're not gonna be. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's a learning curve that you got to get over to understand that scene. But once you do get over that yeah. curve, and and you look at and you start looking at big boulder areas. Like, look at big boulder areas in San Diego County. Why don't you just start glassing under those boulders? Big boulders, right? Yellow grass under them, right? Open, sagey areas. Like, start looking at areas that are real deery and don't think of, like, stereotypic timber forest. Not to say that deer don't go in timber forest, top of Palomar uh, Mountain, you know, top of, you know, Laguna. There's deer. There's, the, there's de- desert deer, bro. You can find them anywhere. The desert deer. You're a big desert deer guy. Dude. Those deer down in Sonora, that, that, that's another story. That's another caliper. Mm-hmm. You, those, the Tell me this. Those, the shit those things live on and, and the environment that they live in and the heat and fuck, man. How how big is the widest Sonora desert mule deer you've ever had your hands in? Guiding someone on. Like wide. How wide? Like 36 inches. What was his gross score? What did he gross out? Uh... He was only in the 90s, 190-something. He, he was real wide. Yeah, he was super wide, and he, he wasn't very tall. He was just super wide. Yeah. What, what's the biggest deer you've ever had your hands in? Uh, Touch that two mark? Yeah. Oh, over, like 200? Yeah, there's a, it's the picture on my on my Instagram, the main, the profile picture. What's your Instagram? It's a, it's a. At, you say at? At Matt Methlane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, you're so inept, dude. I don't even have social uh, media. And I, I just, like, I've had to ask people this so many times. That's why I know. I made, I made an Instagram a couple of years ago. I'm not big on social media. I'm not really technologically sound. I live in a fucking trailer most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. But, you, you know, um, so you guys can check that out if you're interested in what an over 200-inch mule deer looks like out of Mexico. You can check that out. Yeah, it was a two, 210 five by 5 Gosh. Uh, my buddy Poncho and I, we, we helped guide him down there, a uh, hunter out of Texas. And the hunter actually missed him, and we were driving him to the airport. The The next day he was scheduled to fly out, and we got him about halfway to the airport, and he's like, fuck it, turn around. Can't, I'm going to change my flight. I call, and I'll, I'll change my flight right now. So we called, changed his flight, and we went back out hunting a couple more days. Oh, man. Man, it, it was sprinkling, and... Uh, we ended up picking up the deer again. We found the deer, you know, off of this knoll and and glassed it up. And uh, I stayed on the glass, and Poncho took the hunter in, and and <laughs> we kind of we do this thing with the radios when when we're guiding the hunter in. You know, I don't want to don't want to say anything. We didn't have headphones, so I just told Poncho, you know, I'll, I'll 
tap the the mic twice. Right. You know, so he can have it volume all the way up and have it in his pocket or whatever. And he'll hear it. Yeah, all he would hear was like, tch, tch, right. you know. And and I told him, you know, when I do that, that means the deer's up. Because right. he, knew, he knew where the deer was bedded. I had eyes on the deer bedded. Right. I told him, I'll just, you know, I'll just notify you when the deer stands up and then you can fucking start glassing. You'll probably be close enough. And you'll be able to get it in. That you can pick it up and then put the hunter in the right direction. So, sure as shit, he's walking and walking and he's probably gets like, you know, 100 yards, 80 yards, 75 yards. He's probably 70, 60, 70 yards, somewhere in there. And the deer stands up finally, you know, from underneath his uh, Palo Verde or whatever he's under, under the shade, I don't remember. And he stands up, and I, on the on the radios, on the mic, and Poncho, he throws his tripod down real quick and throws his glass up, throws his big old fucking binoculars up, and finds the deer. Grabs the hunter, you know, by by the shirt and points him in the right direction. Puts his rifle on the tripod, gets him gets him pointed in the right direction, and uh, seems like everything's good, right? And then the hunter moves his rifle about thirty degrees to the left and fucking sh- shoots a cactus. What? Yeah. <laughs> Shot a cactus? Yes, bro. <laughs> What? <laughs> so he, he, yeah, he, he's pointed towards the fucking deer, and then I he must have saw something or something detoured his attention, but he moved the rifle, you know, multiple degrees to to the left, and fucking boom, blew a cactus, and I see Poncho fucking throw his hands up in the air. Like, he's like what, what are you doing? Yeah, like what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> and this is a guy that canceled his flight to. Oh, he wanted this deer, bro. We, have, we I got video of this deer, good fucking deer, five by five it's a trophy. Yeah, like the the most symmetrical. It's not typical, but the most symmetrical, typical, right? Five by five, fucking thirty two inches wide. Yeah, you know, just perfect basket frame, looking good. mule deer, solid. Yeah, great tine length on 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 all points, and. uh so Poncho was like throwing, no, no, fucker, no. <laughs> Puts his rifle back on the tripod. Right here. Yeah. Right here. You see fucking deer shoot right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh the guy shoots it and and we ended up harvesting it and cleaned it up and goddamn big buck, dude. Yeah, I've good, seen it. Yeah, that that that's the the biggest, most probably the most proud buck I've ever had my hands on. It's a monster. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, you take a lot of pride in that. You do. You got, you've had your hands in so many deer and elk kills that. A lot of adventures, bro. A lot of adventures. It, some would say that you pretty much killed those animals. Like, no. Go, you didn't pull the trigger. No, I, I, I just, you know, you didn't it's, all, it. it's all on the hunters, you know, I just put them in the right direction, do whatever I can to help them, basically. You know, hunt, hunters come in, come in all levels. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. you know, I've, I've guided multiple hunters that are better hunters than, than myself. Right. You know, I just maybe know the country or I know the better. roads. Or, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, I mean, obviously we've talked before, right? And yeah. I've all, and what, so there's A to Z in hunting. 
like hunters, right? You got the guys that are brand new. You got the guys that are extremely experienced. Yeah, you might and guys that are exper- extremely experienced, maybe whitetail hunters. Yeah, and they're they're coming out west to to hunt mule deer. Or, you know what's crazy? Or, rifle, or uh, archery elk. It blows my mind that people pay to come out to ranches, right? And they're like dead set on like I want a one ninety buck. Yeah. Not shooting anything unless one ninety. Yeah, you still pay. Yeah, and they just go home. Yep. I, those, those to me are accomplished hunters. Like they're looking for a specific animal because they haven't gotten that before. To me, yeah, you know, and and country's huge. It, it's no guarantee. No, you know, no. it's big. But you know, like you said, you know, you have hunters from A to Z, and, and you got guys that are way better than you or better than you, and you just know the country better, and they they're up there glassing with you at the same time. That For was one sure. thing that I knew noticed right off. I mean, I've been in that ranch a handful of times, so like I've been with individuals that stand out there and are looking for deer just as hard as you are. They're pulling out their own spotters. You know, they got great glass and they know what they're doing. They're looking for what they're looking for. for sure. And then you got individuals that I've also seen that are like, the wind's fucking blowing. I'm going to sit in the truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever, you know, and, and that's, yeah. that's yeah. your job to continue pushing forward and figure it out. Yeah. You gotta, uh, you gotta hunt the hunter. Dude, you gotta hunt the hunter, dude. That's that, 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 that's kind of the, the, the guy saying you gotta hunt the hunter. Yeah. Some some guys you're gonna road hunt. Some guys you're gonna spot and stalk. Some guys you're gonna, you know, glass, glass, glass. Yeah. You know, some some guys just want to kill something. Some guys want to kill a trophy. Some guys don't, you know, right? Don't want this or don't want that. And and you got you got to hunt the hunter, and, and and that's the way it rolls. But uh, I enjoy it because I I learn from them all. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned from them all. Even <laughs> kind of fucked up to say, but even like the the shittiest of the shitty hunters, yeah, you can still learn from them. Oh yeah, you never know where they come from. Yeah, just uh, a conversation. You still learn, you have. Yeah, you, you you still learn from them. Mm-hmm. And they might do something like, "Wow, well, man, didn't know that before." Yeah, I I think it's a super cool noble thing you do. You literally take people to go. I mean from very beginning to super experience you take people that have never shot a deer before yeah and you take them out and you're like they're you are their guide like you're their guidance they're relying on you to make sure that you know everything goes right and and you know i'm sure you take a lot of pride in that like i think that's super cool that you're able to get your hands in people that have never shot a deer before and and you're able to put them on it and get it done for them yeah i i enjoy it there's definitely a a self satisfaction element yeah. element to the equation you know especially when you you possibly get an old older gentleman or elderly mm. gentleman yeah you know that this might be his first experience in this type of country or, or right pursuing this specific animal or this type of animal or you get a, a a younger kid right you know that that this is one of their first hunts for for this animal yeah. and and you know to be able to influence them and one direction or the other. Yeah. yeah. It, it's rewarding, man. I, I like it. I really do. It's super rewarding. I can tell you it's rewarding. I, I mean, I don't even guide. I just, I go out there every once in a while and I help you out and, yeah. you know, and well, take yeah, out the you, trash. You, and, you saw with that, that yeah. older gentleman from Texas last year, he shot a, shot a bomber, you know, yeah. 180 something, something buck, you know, one of the better bucks we had on the ranch at that time. And yeah. 
and man, he he poked that thing too, dude. And it, yeah, you know, it's 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 part of the deal. It's like I love the camaraderie, Matt. It doesn't, That's what it's about, dude. dude. It doesn't matter if you're a guide. You just met this person, man. You guys all eat after one night's hunt, and you eat dinner together in the tent, and the heater's on, and it's 30 degrees outside, and, and you're shooting the shit, laughing and joking, and yeah. man, t- telling stories. Where are you from? I'm from here. I'm from there. What do you do for a living? It's that camaraderie that you build yeah. as a hunter, like hunter to hunter, that is something that is 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 kind of like me and you right now. It's Dude, lost. It's Dude. lost in 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 daily civilization. It is. it is. That's why there's so much that's why there's so much gratification for me to come to deer camp. You know, pe- people pay for a guided hunt and they say, "Oh, oh my god, that's that's so much money for an animal, but it, it's there, more than that." It it can be you know, and, I, and I'm not saying you know every every outfitter and every guide is great, but the operation that that we at least run, you know, we really we take pride on connecting with the hunter and yeah. and, and making it an, an enjoy. The experience is just as important as Correct. the animal. Correct. In, in in my mind, in the operations mind. Yeah, dude, the the lengths you guys go to to make sure that these individuals are comfortable, they're having a good time. Yeah, you, you guys aren't the type of guys that are like, "Hey, be here at four thirty in the morning." All right, we're gonna hunt until eleven, and then you're gonna come back at four, and that's it. Yeah. Like, no, you guys are like, you want to hang out and camp, hang out, yeah, kick we'll back, cook yeah, and cook, and hang out, and shoot the shit, and help us clean this animal, yeah. or whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever's going on, dude. I. I and, uh, it, that, and I th- I think people appreciate that. Well, right, you know, because because we don't really we don't really advertise, and I know Gary doesn't. You know, Gary's all word of mouth basically. Senior is word of mouth. Yeah, you know, you know, and we have a lot of our a lot of the the guys that we guide are repeat repeat customers. Yeah, we guide them here. You know, that I don't even want to call them customers. They're they're friends that yeah. that come back year after year they, after they just, year. It's so funny. There there's a group like the yeah. I was just gonna say there's two guys in particular that come out and man, when I see those guys, I've seen them three times now. In the lawyers, in, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna say it. You know, I don't know how they feel about this, but dude, they them guys, they are a kick in the pants. They come out to deer camp and yeah. we talk nothing but shit and have a great time, man. They, they're like it's their retreat. It's yeah, their time, it. and man, they love coming out to deer camp, and they love. It's just they're friends. Yeah. You, when they're around, you're friends, right? You may not be friends, you know, eleven months and thirty, you know, eleven months and twenty five days a year. You're not friends, but that five days you're together, man. You guys are best friends, yeah. <laughs> and they, they're the greatest dudes in the world, man. Yep. I, I love those guys, and and you know. We got multiple groups like that. Yeah. You know, you come out and, and, and like you said, they're repeat customers and, and it's just part of the deal. If, if anyone that's listening is, is never experienced the guide service style of hunt, you know, it's, it's an extremely rewarding process. Don't think, oh, because you're going to a guide, you're cheating. Oh, it's not public. That's, that's bullshit. It is, it is an extremely rewarding, uh, aspect of hunting. Right, I mean, you're still that's hunting. The truth. You are hunting. There, there's, I, I can't guarantee you shit. You know, we 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 work our asses off, and your chances might be a little bit greater. But yeah, we can't guarantee anything. No, the it's only still, th- it's still hunting. This is what I do know is that, without a doubt, 